The Mighty Whites podcast is recorded at the Medicine Room Studios. For more information, visit medicineroomstudios.com. I think the recording is working. Welcome to episode 77 of the Mighty Whites podcast. I'm Jack, as always, joined by KC. Hello. And for once, the news isn't breaking just after we finish recording. That's very uh, considerate of it. Yeah. Um, so about 20 minutes ago, Leeds confirmed, which, well, I say confirmed, he said in an interview in a French magazine a few days ago, I am signing a three-year deal on Thursday. So half an hour ago, it's announced that he's signed a three-year deal, and today is Thursday. Uh, but I think five million, I think that's an absolute fucking bargain, to be honest. Yeah, for a very young goalkeeper that's come in, played fairly regularly now at the back end of this season, and looked very comfortable doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, I, I think that a lot of us thought after one game that he was his best goalkeeper. <laughs> we all swooned after the Arsenal game. Yeah. But, I mean, he's come in and I have, even if you ignore all the off-field stuff, well, no, it's not off-field, it happened on the field. Uh, but even if you ignore that, I genuinely believe that he is a better goalkeeper than Kiko Kassir. Yeah, it, it, the, the only thing I would say is it would, you know, it would be interesting to see to see him in a game where he, he's been more tested than than what he's had. So, I mean, the, the closest we will get is the Arsenal game where, um, you know, like I said, I think he looked comfortable. His distribution's been fantastic. But given given the end of the season he's had and for, for, you know, five million, it's definitely worth a chance. Yeah, I mean, five million for a 20-year-old goalkeeper who's a French youth international, and not just like he played for the under-18s once. You know, he's involved in the setup, And then he's, pl- he's played 10 league games and kept seven clean sheets. Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously, the defence in front makes a difference. I mean, Viedvald had that run of like seven in a row, didn't he? Mm. You, uh, yeah, you, you can't argue, though, with... If, if nothing else, he's done exactly what has been needed of him. There's There's been no... No glaring errors in there, you know. There's certain little bits you could probably pick out. I think at times is, uh, you know, you maybe think to Blackburn when I think his distribution was a little bit rushed. Um, but again, you know, he, he is twenty. He he could feasibly have another twenty years in him. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying here, but he could. Yeah, and in theory. He should get. He could get better for fourteen years. Yeah. Like they go. Well, fourteen I, years being coached by Marcelo Bielsa, he'll do very well. He, he will actually be a number eight by then. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds but like no, he's also Pablo's understudy. Yeah, but no, I'm, I'm delighted with that deal. I mean. We all knew it was going to happen even before he confirmed it in that interview. We Everyone knew. But I'm still really pleased. And I still think that, obviously, been off Kiko, 
if they want an experienced goalkeeper to come in as number two, I think that's fair enough. But I'm I'm perfectly fine with Melia going into the season as number one. Yeah, I, th- I think he's I think he's earned the opportunity for it. Do we get Andy Lonergan back? Premier League winner Andy Lonergan. World Club Cup winner. I think there's a Champions League winner medal in there. Just he's got it all. Yeah. Uh, well, we were saying about the medal situation with Championship clubs because what was it you said? You had to be in the squad for a quarter. Yeah. I think in the Premier League you have to have, for a goalkeeper you just have to have been in the squad like five times and Lonergan has been on the bench that much because Allison got injured, didn't he? He played a couple. Did, did he? Did he actually play? I think because did, did Adrian once or twice? Yeah, did Adrian? Yeah, I think Adrian got injured as well, didn't he? Or sent yeah. off one of the two. But yeah, maybe maybe he's the man. He's definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he didn't. He didn't seem to be the man uh, to be number two to uh, Felix Riedwald. So yeah, um, take that as you will. But and then ten minutes ago. Uh, in another thing that we all knew was happening, but I, this hadn't happened by the last podcast, I don't think. Uh, Carlos Corbran has left his role at Leeds United, and he has written a letter to all the fans, which I haven't had time to read yet. But I, I don't know if it's been confirmed he's going to Huddersfield, but he is. Yeah, uh, he's off to go manage Huddersfield, which I think is a really—I mean, that is a really good first job. I can't blame him for taking it. It's a—I uh, certainly. Uh, for the position he's been in, it's, it's still got to be considered a great opportunity for him. Um, you know, he's had two years now under working with Bielsa as well, because obviously he was. How long has he been here? Is it three, four years now? Uh, three seasons. Okay. I'm so. just quickly scan reading the letter. It's just, uh, you know, thank you to everyone at the club. Specific paragraph about how much he's loved working with Marcelo Bielsa. Uh, that he learns something every minute he works with him. God bless all the goals that Ryan Edmonton scored. Yeah. Um, and then, and then, just a bye to the fans. It's it, it's it's a it's a nice letter. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, it's very much very much that football manager thing, isn't it? When you when you've got a good coach and you, they start getting linked with a with I can now say a, a, a lower league team. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, first shots fired. Uh, season's not even over. Well, it is as far as I'm concerned. No, I, it, I don't care about the playoffs anymore. Not my problem. Yeah, they don't exist as far as we're concerned. Not to Nottingham Forest, they don't. Um, oh, take just, it, I've, I've taken on all comers now. <laughs> just think how happy I already was, and then that made me even happier. Because <laughs> that required a six-goal swing as well. Mm. to make yeah. that happen and it yeah. happened it did and it was great but uh, I mean I really did think that there was a decent I think if we'd have stayed in the championship there was a pretty decent chance that Corbyn had been our next manager yeah but once we went up it was even if he stayed and was one of Bielsa's assistants for another year or two. I, as much as I love Bielsa, the abs, I, I couldn't imagine him being here for like six, seven years. I want him to be. I desperately want him to be, but I don't see it happening. But 
in the Premier League, I don't think they'd take the chance on just giving it to the under-23s manager. Yeah. Whereas in the Championship, they probably would. But if he goes to Huddersfield and does well. Well, we did try giving an under-23s manager a chance and, uh, and Paul Heckingbottom really didn't do well. Well, I mean, it worked okay for Redders. Yeah. Yeah, he was good. Well, uh, I'll count him as reserves. Yeah. <laughs> and 18s. Yeah. Um, and but no, I, women's teams. Good luck to Colbran. It's it's one of those weird things. Now that we're not now that we're not uh, sullied sullying his name by being either in a lower division or the same division as them. Uh, <laughs> I can go back I, to not caring. I, I'm not. I don't want him to go up, but I want Colbran to do well. And I'd quite like him to do well with sort of Ryan Edmondson up front on loan and Alfie McCalmont in middle of midfield. And take, Charlie Cresswell, Charlie Cresswell yeah. playing centre back or. You know, maybe someone who knows how to develop Bielsa-type players because he's been doing it for the last two years. Maybe that's not a bad place to send people on loan. Town fans would love that. What, then to be our feeder club? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. Look, apparently they haven't got any money. One of the reasons for the Cowleys going was... a. I mean, the main one was that they didn't like the football that they were playing, even though that was literally what they hired them to do, keep them in the league. Uh, but they were also apparently on quite big money. Because the, the only way they were willing to leave Lincoln is if they, is if they gave them a fuckload of money. What a strange deal to make, then. Yeah. But, um, no, it, it could even make me... It could, it will easily get me as far as not even disliking Huddersfield, having called Brown for a bit. Also, the fans will still annoy me with their delusion, but the, the club can. I'll, I'll still be wanting Corbyn to do well. Yeah, well, yeah. Good luck to Corbyn. I, I hope he does. I hope he does well enough. Not too well. Just, just, just well, well enough. enough. Like. Eighth. Eighth is fine. Yeah. Eighth. 20 championship goals for Ryan Edmondson. Perfect. And that, that'll do us. Yeah, that'll be, that'll be nice. Yeah. Well, um, in a game that wasn't that significant, going into the well, last it game... Wasn't, it wasn't to us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think Lee Bowie would argue. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, it's one of those... You know, it's one of those games. Leeds have got nothing to play for. The other team have got all kinds of something to play for. You're expecting Charlton... I even said on Twitter, I expect them to come out flying for that first 10 minutes. God, they they played like they were asleep, didn't they? I, I know it was 4-0, but that first 20 minutes... That first 20 minutes might have been the most one-sided 20 minutes we've seen all season. <laughs> and we've dominated just about every game. But Charlton seemed to, they like seemed to play a narrow, like a three-five-two that seemed to have no one wide and no one in the middle, and we just we the, we played really well. The passing was crisp and the movement was great. But it seemed like if we played two good passes in a row, we were in. Yeah, they're just. There was no pressing from Charlton. They, were, they weren't in any way compact. And and again, like 
if you're going to go all out attacking because you need goals to stay up, go for it. Stick three up top and, and hit long balls at them. If you go go with the Luton strategy of put five men, but you know, or nine men behind the ball and hope you hit leads on the counter. Mm. And I mean, I could I could not tell you what Charlton's strategy was in this game. No, I don't think they played it well. I think the players completely froze up as well, like completely. I think, um, I think the big the, the biggest danger to us in the game was was Chuck Staniki when he came on. Yeah, it was uh, weird actually because I put in the preview. Uh, that it'll be Macaulay Bond because I said they'll play two up top, and I said it'll pro- it'll be Macaulay Bond and one one of Josh Davison and Chuck Zanike. I mean, I put I ex- I would assume Chuck Zanike, and then they didn't start him. I was really surprised because like between like Bob, uh, Macaulay Bond was playing in the National League last season, and Josh Davison was also playing in the National League until quite recently, and only has about seven games in the EFL. And obviously, like looking at Charlton's squad, that squad should never stay up in a million years. They just had a really hot start to the season that's kept them in it. Because weren't they like? Didn't they? Did they go like top after they beat us, or something? It was something daft like that. They had a ridiculous start. I'm, I'm assuming because this is the sort of thing that they'd say. I'm assuming it was on that All Stats Aren't We podcast. But I did hear something recently. But was it was something like by October, the league average for finishing was about eleven percent, and Charlton were running at like forty-two. You know, yeah. literally every shot they had was got. You know, it was just going in, no matter what. Sorry, uh, I, I was just, I'm just looking for Lyle Taylor's stats for this season. And yeah, first, and obviously they're missing the, they've missed the best striker for every game since lockdown. This is this is the headline in the Daily Record. Lee Bowyer and Lyle Taylor admission as heartbroken Charlton man uh, as heartbroken Charlton boss bears his soul. Oh, that's a wow! That, that's a soul you might not want to see too deep into. Oh God! Yeah. Um, eleven you know. goal, eleven goals in twenty-two league games, seventeen starts. Yeah, like so. So again, they, you think they might have given themselves a chance if they, if they'd have had Lyle Taylor there. But again, it's not not guaranteed by any means. It's not guaranteed. But I look at the, and you look at like losing one nil at home to Millwall and one nil at home to Reading. Mm. Those are the sort of games where you think if you if they'd have had a better striker, maybe they could have got some out of those games. Yeah. Um, so I. I sort of started to feel bad at a point just because after each Leeds goal, the camera would just cut to Lee Bowyer, who just, who seemed to have no answer. Yeah, I was a... Uh, well, I mean, yeah, one, he's probably got previous to pleading the fifth. Uh, but two, and I like Lee Bowyer, but, you know, that still was that was awful. You should, you should take the piss out of him for it. Yeah, you can't uh, be doing that now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I didn't feel sorry for him because I was too busy enjoying it. Some of the football we played was beautiful. Like we'll get into the goals. Like the 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 first goal, we we were on about because we played golf early that day, didn't we? Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, uh, Huddersfield have named Corbyn as coach. 
10 oh, minutes ago. Was, 10 minutes wait, ago. I was just waiting for them to try and swerve him. Yeah. Yeah, we had said in the car that we're on about leads as we always are. And said it's just a shame that Ben White hasn't scored a goal for us. Yeah. And, and what, a, what a fucking goal to score. <laughs> so Tony Yeboah would have been proud. That's a fantastic you know, control on the chest. Gets his feet pretty well adjusted or as much as you can. Yeah, because the chest is a small space. The chest is a touch behind him. Yeah. And then just absolutely rifles one in. Yeah, it was a... I wasn't that shocked because... It obviously, technically, is very good. So you, I'm not shocked at him being able to hit a good volley. But it was a it was a great finish. But it, it was the second goal that I really loved. It, it is a one-two, but it's just the second pass for Hernandez through a ball for Dallas. Right. That the, the biggest issue I had, and I was on Lee Bowie's side at this point, because as Dallas makes his run, he goes between two Charlton players neither of whom even bother to track him at all. Yeah. So as he gets there to finish, I think it's Jason Pierce that comes across to try and make a challenge, but obviously it's too late. And you're just looking going, how on, on this of all days are you allowing this to happen? Yeah, I found it amazing how little fight they showed. There, there was no, again, it, it's that sort of thing of, if you're not going to play well, at least, same with what we said about the whole defeat to Wigan. Like if you if you're going to get smashed about, at least get stuck in, get you know get a few yellow cards or something. Yeah, uh, but the the nutmeg through ball from Hernandez was I out loud, and I think that this is what I ended up tweeting off the through it altogether account. But out loud when he played that pass, I literally went, "Oh, stop it, Pablo." <laughs> <laughs> Like, like I would just I just thought oh god that's just cruel and that, man's, a, that man's got a family and it was a really good finish from Dallas because yeah. it looked like you know there's a lot of places I've seen just saying and then he tore pokes at home no it was a better fi- it was a better finish from that it was outside of the right foot yeah and like cutting under it to make sure it gets spin to curl into the corner it was a really really good finish Dallas had a great game by the way yeah. Seemed to play left back for about two minutes at the start. <laughs> and then we were into more of a 3 3 1 3, where he, he was like the left side of the second three. But because that's basically central midfield, he was all over the shop. And he seemed to pop up in every attack we had. Yeah. He just, he, he just he, be there. He was. He was all over the place, and 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 again, given how little resistance we were met with, the, the amount of time you saw Luke Ayling spending in the in their half was was so nice to see. Um, and because it was just, I think it was two or three minutes after Ben White's goal, he picked the ball up inside the centre circle and, and went about thirty yards unchallenged. Yeah, Ben White, Ben White uh, did that twice in the opening twenty minutes, and Ayling did it a couple of times as well. They were just, just looking. How are you letting this happen? Yeah, well, it's what um, this is with it is that when Leeds were going man to man on everyone against Swansea, Mike Van der Horn did it about five times. Yeah, because no one knew who was meant to go close him down, <laughs> and they looked similar. Like, what what do we do? And he just runs through the middle. Uh, but yeah, that first half, 
never has been 2-0 down at half-time flattered the team more. And they did have one really great chance. And it was a poor finish, it's got to be said. It was, but it, it also needs to be said that he is a left-back and who was playing for... Damn it, I need to check now where he was playing. But he was playing non-league football in September. He's got Ben White bearing down yeah, on him. He was, he was playing for Bromley in uh, in September. Was Alfie Doherty. And he's... Before the game, everything I'd heard and everything I'd read said that he'd been their best player for the last few games. And from that game, he did look it. Yeah. Because he appeared to have a bit of pace and... He seemed to actually give a shit, which made you stand out in that team. Bless him. There is just the view, I think, from behind the goal where he's sprinting away and you can see Cooper's getting across. Um, Ben White's chasing back and he goes through and he just obviously just stabs it wide. And Um, I do think think Melier narrowed the angle really well. Yeah. You you need a bit of luck as a keeper there because the player should score. But if you make it as difficult as possible, make the target as small as you can. And they did seem to. Uh, then half-time, uh, Bamford off. Bamford, it was weird. Bamford didn't really get into the game. But that's because he was just occupying... He seemed to be occupying two centre-backs, which just left so much space for everyone else. Yeah, just... So he didn't need to be on the ball. He just made a move which left a 20-yard gap for everyone else to run into. Uh, but he went off, and you know it's Leeds having a good day. Hernandez swings in a corner. Tyler Roberts unmarked, heads home. Yep. Goal from, it's, goal almost, from a corner. It's, almost as if, it's almost as if Tyler Roberts and uh, Ben White's goal should have been sort of switched over for, yeah. for the types of players they are. But Yeah, that was another one. Like, it's a really good ball in. It's a good header. The movement's decent from Roberts. He like, faints one way and goes the other. But he's completely unmarked six yards out. If you concede that goal, you've got to say that's shite marking. Yeah. Um, so then we thought, we'll rest a few more players. Yeah. yeah we took off Alioski and Hernandez for uh, Shackleton and I always full name him because I love it, Giancarlo Poveda Ocampo. Yeah. And I loved seeing this fourth goal. Straight out the under-23s. Yeah. It, the ball that Stroke plays to get Pervedo in behind is a great pass. Like, it's a fantastic ball. And Pervedo just sods off. He's that quick. He just pisses off into distance. <laughs> Has loads of time to cut it, to take a touch away. Easy square ball. And it's a really good finish from Shackleton. Again, two and two for him. Yeah, again, really nice to see him get a goal. Nice to see Pervedo get an assist as well. Um, the, the only problem with that goal is that it completely killed the game before my boy Bo gets gone. It's nice that it's nice that people are tweeting at us to tell us that Bogus is coming on. <laughs> it's it's becoming a thing. Everyone knows. Um, it's going to be a pain. It's going to be a pain when I'm getting messages in a few years. Oh, Bogus starts for Plymouth today. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? He'll be he'll be starting every week in Champions League. It's quite funny though, because as much as we've joked about having an inexperienced bench today, uh, sorry, this season at times, and especially during lockdown, you take out Douglas and Roberts, and then you've got Pervader, Miazic, Davis, Bogut, Shackleton, Stevens, and Casey. Yeah. 
Which is ju- it's Steve- a group of children, and Barry Douglas is there to watch them. Yeah. I was good with Stevens coming on. Uh, like Stevens and Bogarts were fine when they came on, but the game was dead. But I would have liked to have seen Leif Davis come on because we haven't seen him in ages because of that injury. Yeah, it was some quite. I, I quite like, and I, and I think the club have clearly sprung for a few extra medals. Yeah, because in the celebrations afterwards, I was looking at Alfie McCallum and thinking, "You've definitely not been in the squad enough times." Yeah, because you. What was it? We said, didn't you have to be in the squad twelve times? Yeah, twenty. Yeah, twenty five. Yeah, you had to be on twenty five percent of team sheets or something like that. So, yeah, so it'd have to be twelve because eleven. Obviously, it would be 44 games and there's 46. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. And then, yeah, it was just just knocking the ball about. Bit of a kick about. No one get hurt. Yeah. But, well, um, I think by this point, the uh, I think we'd all turned our attention. Because at this point, I then turned on Gillette's Hocker Special and muted the Leeds game because um, I think um, I think for the most part then the entertainment came from who's going to get who else is going to go up automatically who's going to make the playoffs and who's yeah. going down as everyone attempts to bottle it yeah so I mean you, you you three teams that were all going for it Brentford had a chance but no they lost 2-1 with Clark O'Dor getting a 93rd minute winner for Barnsley that, which keeps them up which keeps them up pending appeal Yes. Uh, who else do we have? Fulham. They're going to have a crack. And they're against Wigan, who are also fighting for their survival pending appeal. Yeah. <laughs> one all draw. Yeah, one all. And West, so West Brom, who just need to win. Just win against QPR, who are 13th and have got nothing to play for. Yeah. Went 1-0 down, got to 2-1 up. Then Everett G scored a really good finish. Uh and they draw two all. Uh, to I believe that is called to stumble over the line. Yeah, I, I, I tell you what, the visual I really enjoyed at the end of the. I'm not enjoyed because it's it's fifty fifty, but when it cuts to the DW Stadium, and nigh on every player is laying on their back. The Wigan players because essentially they they're relegated. Yeah, because so, they're not winning that appeal. I just can't see it. The Fulham players, because they know they've missed a great chance to go up. So everyone on that pitch is just broken. Yeah. Um, then elsewhere, the the race for the what was the two? I think there was two playoff spaces available for three teams. Uh, there was two technically available. Cardiff were playing Hull, though, so everyone knew that Cardiff were going to win. And Cardiff did win a comfortable three. Now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then there was. The fucking oh, the hilariousness! Look, and anyone who's been listening to this for any sort of time knows I hate Forest. I really, really hate Nottingham Forest. Uh, so what? What was it that they needed? They just needed a point, and even if they lost, they just needed to avoid it being a five-goal swing. Yeah. And then Nottingham Forest seemed to contrive. To not go up yeah. against Stoke City. Yeah, Stoke, who have managed to drag themselves up to 15, but nothing to play for. And yeah, and Stoke went 1-0 Stoke went up after 20 minutes. Forrest get themselves level on the hour. And, and at that point, you must be thinking, all right, it's Stoke. They'll probably, go, you know, 
Forest will, will, will sort of finish this off now. Yeah, we don't even need to go out and try and win this game. Just be sensible. 73 minutes, McLean scores. 78 minutes, Gregory scores. 96th minute own goal. Yeah. 4-1 like, to Stoke. Like the own goal, have you seen the goal? Yeah. Where he's just tear-arsing back and... I mean, by that point, they have got word that Swansea are three goals ahead. So they know they need one. I'll tell you what it reminded me a lot of, that that own goal, was uh, when Forshaw had that... Own fo- was it Forshaw that had that unfortunate slip at Forest? Uh, and yeah. they broke through and just squared it across for a tap-in. Oh, no, the slip. That was, was that Harrison. Harrison. That was yes. Harrison. Uh, Forshaw did it. Oh, it was the but really I, short back header, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, he had the bollocks up the year before when we... Did we get beat 4-2? We were 1-0 down with 10 men. Played yeah. Janssen on his own at the back and went 2-1 up, playing brilliant stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and then just kept attacking. Um. So, yeah, that, that was quite nice to see. And that was also followed by Swansea also winning 4-1. Uh, Wade Routledge scoring a header. Yeah, uh, that, was, uh, that was his second goal. Routledge's first goal was a great finish. Uh, what, what a day for him. So long, yeah. long, long ball over top, controls it with, without it bouncing, lobs the keeper still without it bouncing. It was a, it was a fantastic finish. Uh, so, yes, yeah, Swansea, Swansea sneaking and Forrest completely waste a season. Yeah. Uh, and the... So- Sabri Lamucci, who, going into lockdown, I think it was three out of five Sky Sports pundits picked as Championship Manager of the Year. Uh, There is a decent chance he's going to get sacked. And, you know what? He probably should be. Uh, If if you bottle it that much. Well, it's not just that. They completely rotated their side for a couple of games because they were so assured because you know they were definitely getting in the playoffs yeah uh, I'm just going to try and get their stuff up to see all their results since lockdown yeah right uh, there is so they, they started okay drew one all up Chef Wednesday beat Othersfield 3-1 beat Bristol City 1-0 then 1-1 against 10-man Derby, which I think Derby equalised in like the 97th minute or something. Uh, lost 1-0 at home to Fulham, 1-1 at Preston, 2-2 v 10-man Swansea, lost 1-0 in the 94th minute to Barnsley and then collapsed against Stoke. So they've taken three points from the last six games and not won any. That is a, that is a bottle. That's a phenomenal collapse. Yeah, and you know what else? They got one more point from their last four games than we did last season. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I was I was really really glad to see them not in the playoffs because I really do hate them, and I I, I don't like Cardiff. I, you know, I don't I don't particularly like any of them really, but all of the teams in the playoffs I like more than I like Forest. Uh, so playoffs. You've got Brentford v Swansea and Fulham v Cardiff. What's your final? Who goes up? Um, I want Brentford to go up out of them, I think. Out of those teams, Brentford are definitely the one that I like the most. But yeah. I kind of want us to try and nick a couple of Brentford's players. 
it would make it easier if they stayed yeah. down. If if we're not getting if we're not getting like Ben Rama or anyone like that anyway, then yeah, Brentford can come up. I mean, you, I'd have to go for Swansea then. If yeah. if, if if those are the, like, on, on, I I don't like. Well, no, I don't really like Scott Parker that much because I think he's got the most expensively assembled championship team probably in history. If Marcelo Bielsa had had a full pre-season with Fulham at the start of this season, they'd have got 110 points. I I don't know how you... Because they played Bielsa football and had Mitrovic up top. Yeah. <laughs> you know, had a clinical striker. You've got Tom Kearney, who is, for the last five, six years, been one of the best players in this division who they don't seem to know how to use. Yeah, they keep him deep and don't let him anywhere near dangerous areas. Yeah. Um, and then, on the other hand, there's Cardiff, who I never want to play again in my life. Yeah, I really, yeah. I think Cardiff are definitely the one I'd want to come up the least. Yeah, I just, I can't. I want to get away from the championship, and that includes Cardiff. Yeah, because they... Neil Harris manages them. They can't be in the Premier League. No, that, that that shouldn't be allowed. And also, if they manage to go up, you know somehow Neil Warnock's going to claim the fucking credit. Christ. <laughs> I'll have to, I'll have to it's gonna go, a great bunch of lads. It's going to go high, you know. At the end of the day, in that season, I saved Middlesbrough from relegation and I got Cardiff promoted. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the other game, which... Which I want inspecting, to be honest, is Luton's three-two win against Blackburn. Have you have you seen the highlights of that game? I've only seen one of the own goals, but bearing in mind Luton's three goals are two own goals and a penalty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, th- the thing I, that I was go- the thing that I was going to ask you is, like, how many shots on target do you think Luton had? This is going to turn into... It's going to be a one, isn't it? It is one. The penalty. That he slipped while he was taking. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was their only shot on target and the one to stay up. Yeah. I, I want someone to look into that result. It doesn't It doesn't sit right <laughs> with me. That a team has survived well, with two own goals and a penalty. Uh, just speaking of, obviously, Hull were going down anyway. But I did see the highlights of that game. And Malik Wilkes got brought down for an absolutely blatant penalty that didn't get given. And I was watching the highlights. It was just the Quest ones. I had it on while I was working earlier. And I'm like, how have they not given that? And then the commentator just said, but referee James Linnington said no. (laughs) And I went, oh, that's why. Uh, (laughs) Just think, because there's no way he's getting promoted to the elite set of officials. That can't can't referee us anymore. Hey. <laughs> that makes me really happy. That's okay. We're going to a world of VAR now. Oh yeah, that is true. Yeah. You just Shit know refs, VAR. in the, in the first call. in the first game we're so getting done by VAR. It's just what would happen to us. And in an idyllic world, we'll be rid of VAR by then. But I don't see it happening. Yeah. Um. What? I miss the days of human error. Yeah. I'll tell you what was another thing that I really, really liked seeing. That we ended up catching Brentford's goal difference. Yeah. Which was their thing all season. That showed how dominant they'd been when they were playing well. 
Yeah, we've uh... got that, and obviously got twelve more points. Yeah, <laughs> and now and now it's very it's like it's that thing of how stressed out we were, but we have won the league by ten points. Yeah, it. it Adam Forshaw was right. We've romped it. Yeah, we've just we've run away with it. I mean, it is some it is somewhat ridiculous. Like, what was it? since that so since that draw with Brentford. Is it the Cardiff that, game's the only game we've lost? Yeah, and we've all, and I think haven't we only drawn once as well the Luton game? Uh, yeah, because after, after Brentford after, we won five in a row without conceding. Then lockdown happened, and yeah. the, the only one since lockdown that we didn't win with them too. And it, so, and then since return, defeat, win, draw, won the rest. And then five wins, yeah. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah, we do. Oh, it's great. Just it was really great actually watching. Like, cause although I did just watch the Leeds game, I didn't bother flicking over. I was, I did, you know, have flipped Twitter open a couple of times and just seeing all this drama. Like, oh my, what a day of Championship football! It's changing all the time, and there's just I, I can barely see it from up here. We're tough, don't we? <laughs> Not a problem. I mean, yeah, just, just looking at the table, you've got West Brom, who in their last four games drew three and lost and lost one. Brentford, who'd won eight in a row, then lost their last two. Yeah. Um, Did you see uh, Thomas Frank after? No. He looked like he'd just gone. Like, he really, his head looked like it had gone. Because I don't think he could believe that they'd played that well. And it really was the second it went into their hands. Yeah. As soon as, because it was as soon as West Brom lost, which put us up when they lost at Uddersfield. Suddenly it was in Brentford's hands, and then they've lost both games. Yeah. Uh, and it, it just shows that that is the pressure thing, isn't it? That well, we're basically saying the BMW ran out of petrol. Yeah. They just they bought, and that is why. Right now, I honestly think Swansea are going to knock them out in semis. Okay, I, I, just, I just think that they're going to. I just think they're gone, and I reckon it'll be like one nil over two legs. Yeah. The other thing, I'm just, I'm just laughing at looking at the league table. The highest team in the league to finish with a negative goal difference is Derby with minus two. Wigan have been relegated with plus one. Yeah. It stinks what's happened to Wigan. As I, say, I am really happy for Barnsley staying up. That's quite but, nice. The Leeds B team is is hanging in there. Yeah. Well, they've and got was, a lot of really young players, and the like. What 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 that start as a going into this season? It was like going into this season. Barnsley's squad has like 150 appearances in the Championship, and 128 of them are Alex Mower. <laughs> It was something like that. I think it, it was probably not the top 20 who either said it or retweeted it, so I saw it. Uh, but yeah, so they've gone in really inexperienced with a really young team. They've changed the manager to someone who's done really well and he was, his interview after was great. He could barely hold it together. He was so happy. Gerhard Struber. And they've, but they were, they needed 
they ended up needing six points from Leeds away, Forest at home, and Brentford away. And they got got them. (laughs) And let's be honest, they deserved nine. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, seven. Seven. Yeah. I'll give it. Yeah, that's true. Brentford probably deserved a point. but no, I mean, but they, those on pitch celebrations looked so good for them. Not as good as ours, but we got to lift a fucking trophy. Imagine that Wigan win that appeal and they still go down. Yeah, that's 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 why there's no way it's getting overturned. No, you you just open up a yeah. an absolute can of worms there. I mean, I'm still kind of hoping that Sheffield Wednesday managed to get a points deduction because they're only eight points above it. Have their 21 points removed or whatever it is. I'd much rather Wednesday went down than Charlton. Yeah. I need to to read this Lee Boyer interview now. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm assuming that you watched all the trophy presentation and everything. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely fantastic. Given the circumstance, obviously, you'd, you'd much rather have it in a in a full Ellen Road. But so happy for for everyone involved there. You know, yeah. it just looked like the the greatest evening, and, and bless him, it, it brings a tear to your eye when there's uh, Pat Bamford and, and Calvin Phillips just with their arms around Bielsa. Go, come on, off you come. Yeah. You've got to lift the trophy as well. It was worth it. He really smiled and lifted it, and his face looked great. And it was for two seconds when he just gave it to someone else and walked off. <laughs> there you go. I just, I'm going to the back now. I'm just going to drop off into the background. Um, no, absolutely fantastic. But it was quite funny the fact that we started the second half with fireworks going off already. Yeah, and they sounded loud. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was brilliant to see. Obviously, that's the first time I know that we've seen the clips. And my dad, in, my dad has told me after I brought this up to him that I did watch us lift the tra- the trophy in 1992 on telly. But you know, I was two. I don't remember. Yeah. So this is the first time I've seen Leeds win a trophy. And I absolutely, I love, I love that trophy. Yeah. And I, and I say this in the nicest possible way. I hope we never have to compete for it again. Yeah. I hope that we never in. I, I'll leave it as I hope that we're never in a league where that is the prize. Yeah. Ever again, a, because such a nice we trophy. could we could get relegated and finish fifteenth, and then you're not competing for it. Yeah. Um, there is. I mean, I haven't even talked to you about this yet because I'm come up. It is. Don't get me wrong. It is such a small thing in the grand scheme of promotion. It by no means makes me unhappy, but. Why did they have an open top bus last night? No, th- th- this is the only issue with this. Like, th- if you spend five days putting out statements telling people not it's, to go down, it's been longer then... than five days. It's been basically a month. Yeah, support leads stay stay home. Um, and, and then, but then you go ahead and cater to the fans that are going down. And and again, I, I I'm not. I wasn't going to go down. I, I have nothing against people who did. You know, the, no, the I, scenes, I've, I've the scenes to, both then and and last week look at looks absolutely fantastic. I've said repeatedly, I don't judge anyone for going down, and there was always going to be a crowd there. Yeah, that but, is absolutely fine. But by putting on an open top bus, 
what the what Leeds did was basically um, co-sign them being there. Yeah. And the thing that annoyed me, the thing that annoyed me was, and it has happened today, it hasn't actually happened as much as I thought it would. It gave the press an excuse to talk about, oh, look what Leeds did, ignoring all the COVID restrictions, blah, 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 rather than talking about how great we were on the pitch and that we won the fucking league. Yeah. It gave them an excuse they didn't need. And Because the annoying thing is, again, like, they West Brom weren't brought up in this, and their fans, probably maybe not to the same extent, but again, they they did have fan gatherings outside the stadium. Liverpool did again. Yeah. But, but the majority of what I heard was, "Oh, look what Leeds have done." Yeah. And, because, and it's just, and it's just frustrating. Yeah, I did say on the uh, for it altogether account last night. I said, I suppose part of this journey has been Radrizani making the odd big PR own goal. So I guess it's fitting that we have one at the end. But like it's a very small thing on a fucking fantastic day. And don't get me and do not get it twisted. I'm jealous. I wish I'd have been there. I, 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 I didn't go because I think not going was the sensible thing to do for me. Yeah. In the situation that I'm in at the minute and that some of my family members are in and things like that. But I wanted to go. I was looking at those videos and I was nothing but jealous. Same with Millennium Square, same with Outside Ellen the day before that. You know, uh, it is jealousy that I want to go, but it isn't the... A lot of people are mad because there was a lot of... And this is also a fair point. There was a lot of people upset because, look, they told me to stay away, I did. And I feel like I've been punished for doing so. Hmm. Which I do understand, but that isn't the reason I was mad. I was... The only reason I was mad was because it just it was just a bad look for the club and they didn't need to do it. If you do the exact same thing without the bus, and then to get the crowds to go away, which is the reason they've given him that statement, yeah. if they'd have just gone to the window in the east stand again. Oh, uh, yeah, go to the entrance. Yeah, like showed him it and gone, right, you have to go. That's not the same as going out there on an open-top bus. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it was interesting because the, the picture of the bus kind of came out earlier in the day. I think it was probably an hour or two before kickoff that kind of started circulating. Yeah. And you were just looking, going, All right, I wonder what they've got planned here then. <laughs> Is this actually just the way they get the players home tonight? Yeah. Like the, like the fireworks stuff looked great as well. Yeah. Um, but no, the, the celebrations were fantastic. It's so nice seeing. Uh, you know, seeing those players lifting the trophy. Are you so happy for, you know, Liam Cooper, Calvin Phillips, obviously both Leeds fans. Um, very nice to see. That there's quite a few pictures going around of, I think there was like Shackleton, McCalmon, oh, um, Robbie Gotts together. Yeah, that was a great picture. The picture of them all as kids and then in the same pose with the trophy. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. And then... Pretty much, it seemed about every member of staff at Thorpe Arch was there as well. Yeah, I oh, it feels so good for it to be done. I still don't think it's fully sunk in that we're playing in Premier League next year, and I don't think it will until either we sign someone mental or the fixtures get released. When you see we've got Man City on the opening day, 
Yeah. Uh, oh, this is so much better than Bristol City. I can say, speaking of the uh, rumours, uh, we're apparently interested in Joe Gellart from Wigan, who is a like eighteen year old who does look good, but he's he'd be nah, a twenty. He's clearly not. Up to- Clearly not up to it. He couldn't even keep Wigan in the league. Yeah, he'd be a 23s guy for us at this stage. Uh, but the interesting one that I said absolutely no fucking chance. Uh, Thiago Almada. Uh, like, he is... I mean, anyone who's played FM knows exactly who he is. <laughs> but uh, midfielder for Vela Sarsfield can play out wide as well. He is like... He's been linked with everyone. You know, everyone in England, Real, Barcelona, there's been stories about all of them. Uh, and obviously because he's Argentinian, that means that everyone gets to put next the new Messi in their headline. Uh, but I've said there's no chance. There's so many teams that are after him that are, you know, in much stronger positions than us. And then he gave an interview in Argentina a couple of days ago that said he really wants to play for Marcelo Bielsa. Yeah, I, b- I believe that the direct translation was, I would like to be directed by Bielsa. Which is yeah. what I like to think Bielsa actually does. He is a director. And not not in the football sense, in like the film sense. Yeah, so I am still going with massively unlikely. Because I think even if he is up for it, you know, if, let's say... For instance, it's twenty-five million, and we get a bid accepted. S- someone else will bid that, and that someone else can probably offer him two or three times the money. Yeah, and and you've got to think. I think for Leeds, Leeds, Leeds aren't going to go. You're a really, really, really good young player, but we don't know how you're going to adapt to the English game. Here's eighty grand a week. Yeah, but Wait. if someone like a, you know, say Scum wanted him, they could. Give him 75, 80 grand a week as a punt. And not play him every Yeah, week. and if it doesn't work out, it's not going to cripple them. It might cripple us. So I don't see it happening, but I have upgraded it from no chance to unlikely. Yeah. Uh, I, question, question and I don't, you. other than reading about him, I don't actually know anything about him other than he's a unbelievable player on football manager <laughs> question uh, question I've got for you then on the transfer front was last night the last time we see Ben White play for Leeds I really 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 hope not <laughs> uh, my gut says yeah Again, not because I don't think we could afford to buy him from Brighton. I think they'll ask for stupid money. I think they'll ask for 30, 35 million. But, yeah, again, again, it's just it's uh, a case of... But we we could take that chance. I think I said to you, Carl, like, didn't Villa pay 27 for Tyrone Mings? Yeah. You know, I, so I could see it. The problem is, I think if he's up for 30 million, then I think Liverpool and Man City will both try and sign yeah, it's. Uh, and they they yeah, won't want him as first. The only hope we've got is that he's fallen in love with the place. And by the looks of it, I think he would be well up for it. But whether he'd still be up for it when it's come to Leeds and earn X or go there, you'll be on bench most at the time, but you'll earn two and a half times as much. 
Yeah, my again the the football manager player in my head is saying to you know throw money at him and then sign you know basically get to sign a, a minimum release clause for Champions League clubs or or European or clubs in Europe that that could be activated after the first year. Um, Because the worst thing that could happen to him now from a personal standpoint is is for him to not play. Yeah. And and he absolutely needs to play. Yeah, if he plays next season, week in, week out, in the Premier League for the first two months, by November, if international football is back... He'll have a cap before the end of the year. Ooh, ooh, that Wales friendly in October. Yeah, yeah. I, I think if he plays week in, week out, if the games happen and they're there, I honestly think he'll, he'll at least be in the squad. Uh, and that, uh, I, I, I honestly, I think the same. I'd, for love, to, as I'd well. love to see. I'd love to see it happen, because I'd love to see him and Calvin in the England squad together or in the England team together. Yeah, but I just, I just think he is. I mean, well, I mean, it's not, it's not, I think he is. I know he is. He is class. The way that he plays, the way that he, he's just so calm on the ball. You know, and it wasn't just the way he was bringing the ball out of his challenge. He seemed to intercept everything that got anywhere near him. Yeah. Like, he's really good. And he's not faultless. Like, he did make a couple of errors. Like a couple that weren't particularly dangerous. He's so good. No, he's, Sorry, he's, I just I just flicked Twitter on and so, to see if anything else had broke because it's getting a bit like that. And John Richardson just made me laugh. So I do just want to mention: Have you seen what Birmingham have done today? No. You know Jude Bellingham has gone to. Oh, the, hang on. Have they retired Jude Bellingham's number? They have. Christ, I saw this. After one season, he's he's <laughs> seventeen. They retired the number. T- was it twenty-two? Yeah, but the thing that made me laugh was it, John Richardson's replied to the you know Corbrand's left. We thank him for his efforts. Uh, John Richardson's, but are we going to retire the name Carlos from the club in honour of his achievements, <laughs> or do we have no, or do we have no respect at all for the traditions of the game? <laughs> I'm trying to remember there was an episode of Futurama that I was watching recently. I think there was a line, uh, as is the tradition in this country, it's only 16 years old, but it's still a tradition. Yeah. I was like, ah, 16 years, you can count that as a tradition. One? Yeah. One year? I think that means that we might have to retire Ben White's number if he don't come back. Right, like, what a strange decision. Be pr- yeah. like, be proud that you've helped produce that player, and he and he's brought you one an absolute boatload of money, and two that he's going on to play for Borussia Dortmund. Yeah, but one year. But yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll have to see on the Ben White front. But I, the only way he's going anywhere is for stupid money because Graham Potter said repeatedly, "No, I'm playing him next season," and he isn't going to back down from that unless the money's stupid. You know, unless it gets to the stage where the owners go, nope. And and you will, t- you know, here's thirty million. We'll take Ben White, and 
Alfie McCalmar on loan goes your way. There you yeah. go. That's a deal. Right there. Yeah. Alfie McCalmont, who also looks about 15. Yeah, Alfie McCalmont, who is the one person who might have a little bit of annoyance at Pascal Stroich being really good lately. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'll, I'll, it was funny at the time, but when you look back now, <laughs> the uh, when the square ball did the, uh, the Street Fighter stuff, mm. I'm sure Jamie Shackleton has the ability to turn into any of the other under-23 players. And you look at them, and I know it's because we're also getting older, but you just there go, God, they are like 14-year-olds, aren't they? <laughs> Jamie Shackleton is the... He's clearly too... Like, he's not even got blemishes on his face yet. At least James Milner had a bit of acne when he broke through. Aaron Lennon was able to grow a moustache and a little bit of a goatee when he first came through. Yeah. Those lads, they're just, they're just children. They've not done the GCSEs yet. Or the B-Tech in sports and tourism or whatever it is <laughs> um well obviously we'll we will do a proper end of season podcast coming up because i've still to add up all the scores because i haven't had a spare minute and look up what we said in pre-season and things like that i'd like to think on the match predictions i might have edged it you should have because i think you were ahead anyway <laughs> i think you were ahead anyway and then i predicted us to lose every game for superstitious reasons <laughs> Uh, I don't think we've got anything else that we need to go through. We've gone through all the news and the next one probably isn't going to be that long, but it does mean that we don't have to do one every like three days like we have been lately. Yeah. Freedom. Now we can get back to doing a quiz every other night. Yay. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to be able to go in an actual pub and do a quiz. Oh, head, head of steam. Here we come. Yeah. Uh, so that will do us for, I, uh, I think it was episode 77 of the Mighty Whites podcast. We're on Twitter at Mighty Whites Pod. Uh, the stuff that we write goes up on Through It All Together, which is throughitalltogether.sbnation.com and also at THIU It's All LUFC on Twitter. Uh, we haven't said it in a while. Uh, I did tweet, I tweeted a link out to it the other day. I posted up our podcast from when we hired Bielsa. Now, I don't remember what we said. I know we were both excited, but I don't know if we were miles off or whatever, so we'll see. Uh, I think that that's everything we need to do. Oh, yeah, we haven't asked for one in a while, so do like iTunes reviews and things like that, please. Get in touch. Sponsor us. Yeah. Buy us, ha- buy us Haribo. Yeah, does anyone want to give us some fucking money, even if it's a tiny bit? Honestly, you don't know how appreciative we'd be if, like someone sponsored us so we could buy like a takeaway for these podcasts <laughs> one, once a month like honestly yeah. um you know i've heard that at the end of this season levi's might be needing a new uh, a new yeah. base yeah. first we, can, we can, <laughs> listen up levi's we can say nearly libelous things and transition <laughs> it into a plug we, yeah. we can do this <laughs> but yeah that'll do this for episode 77 i've been jack see ya i've been casey have a good one in a bit